Hi, this is Steve Durr. Today we're going to read from Acts chapter 4, starting in verse 32 and going to verse 37. And let me just refresh your memory what has just happened before the section of Scripture we're going to read today. Today's story from the book of Acts takes place after the first ever faith family began to face opposition and persecution. They've been threatened by the religious authorities for talking about Jesus. So they got together, and what do they do? They pray. They prayed that in the face of the threats, God would empower them to boldly proclaim Jesus through miracles and Jesus' message. Now God answered the prayer. How? By filling them all afresh with the Holy Spirit. And so now we get another snapshot of this Holy Spirit-filled faith community and what they look like. And so here's what it says in Acts chapter 4, starting in verse 32. It says, All the believers were united in heart and mind, and they felt that what they owned was not their own. So they shared everything they had. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's great blessing was upon them all. There were no needy people among them, because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. For instance, there was Joseph, the one who the apostles nicknamed Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. He was from the tribe of Levi, and he came from the island of Cyprus. He sold a field he owned and brought the money to the apostles. I love this description of our brothers and sisters in the faith, some almost 2,000 years ago. Uh, first of all, let me just say this. Uh, when you hear the word apostles, the apostles are the leaders of this first group of followers of Jesus. The apostles were the ones who were with Jesus from the beginning to his resurrection to his ascension to heaven. So these are the leaders of the faith. Uh, they were with Jesus. So they're the leaders. And so this whole community, though, are united around the risen Jesus. And Jesus was clearly first in their lives. How can we tell? Because of how they were handling stuff, how they were handling money, how they were handling resources. Thanks to what Jesus did in their lives, these first followers of Jesus thought about stuff differently than the rest of the world. They understood that all they owned was really God's, and they were stewards or managers or just conduits of those resources to be a blessing to others in the faith family and in the world. Now, this is not communism. You know, sometimes I've heard people say, well, this kind of description, you know, is communism. Is that bad? You know, but communism is where the state decides that you will share your resources. This, this description of these followers of Jesus is spirit-inspired generosity, where the followers of Jesus were joyfully sharing the resources that had been entrusted to them by God. Their change in thinking about stuff and resources had a powerful result. The passage we read tells us that there were no needy people among them. Wow. No needy people among them. The love for Jesus and the love for one another was displayed through meeting practical needs in the faith family. And this is inspiring. Luke, who wrote the book of Acts, shares then a positive example of this taking place. He tells about someone nicknamed Barnabas. We could call him Barney for short. <laughs> Barnabas sold some land and gave the money to the leaders to distribute to those in need. And we're going to hear Barnabas's name more and more as we continue following the Spirit through Acts. This Barnabas fellow 
has been changed by Jesus and filled with the Holy Spirit. And this has led him to see his life and his resources differently. And so he sells his land and gives the money to the leaders. In the next devotional, we're going to see a negative example of someone who tried to pretend to be generous. Now, these followers of Jesus' lives were changed by God, and now they thought about money and how to use it differently. They were marked by inspiring generosity. This spirit-inspired generosity was like an engine that drove the Jesus movement. The message they announced that Jesus had risen from the dead was backed up by their generosity. And people responded by entering into the faith family. They lived differently. They thought differently. They recognized that their lives were not their own. They had been bought with a price, and the price was the very life and blood of Jesus. Now, I want you to fast forward some 300 years from these first followers of Jesus. Now, 300 years, and the movement of Jesus is sweeping through the Roman Empire at that time. And in the mid-300s A.D., the Roman emperor at that time was Julian. Now, Julian was dead set against Christianity. He was trying to put a stop to Christianity, but he wasn't having success. And so in disgust, he wrote to a friend the secrets of the Christian success, why they're spreading through the Roman Empire. And he wrote this to his friend. Their success as Christians is their charity to all. They take care of not only their own poor, but ours as well. What is he saying? He's saying these followers of Jesus love all people. They not only care for the practical needs of their own poor, but they take care of the needs of people who aren't even a part of their tribe, their community, their church. What an incredible and inspiring statement. These followers of Jesus were known for their radical generosity, especially to the poor. And I wonder what someone might say about me today as I read this and think about this. I wonder what they might say about me and how I handle the resources God has entrusted to me. Would I be accused of helping there be no needy people around me? Would I be accused of helping not only people closest to me, but also those who are poor around me? Does my life communicate the love and generosity of God? Do I really embrace the notion that what I own is really God's? And do I get excited about the opportunity to share it and bless other people? Sometimes when we sense a growing nudge to be generous to God or to other people, we become fearful. We may worry, you know, can God really be trusted with my money? <laughs> but really, here's the question. As a follower of Jesus, can I be trusted with? with God's money. Today, I sense God nudging me to again settle this matter of who owns the stuff in my possession. I'm excited about how God might lead me to be a conduit of his resources. And so how about you today? What is God saying to you today? What is he inviting you to? And what will be your response? Let's pray together. God, we recognize that the earth is yours and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to you. And so we say, fill us with your spirit and lead us to be conduits of your goodness and blessing. Speak to us now 
and give us the courage to follow. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day.